This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This just in, the pollen count in Sydney is high today. Don't let hay fever slow you down. Get back to life fast with Zyrtec tablets. Zyrtec, no hay fever tablet, works faster. Follow directions for use references available at zyrtec.com.au. Baseball. America's game. It's about connection. And now, with Apple TV Plus, Friday Night Baseball comes home. Is this happening? It is. Friday Night Baseball, streaming on Apple TV Plus. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome back to the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Joey, the Red Sox just finished off a gentleman's sweep. That is what they did in Anaheim. They gave the Angels a game in Game 4, which was very generous of them to do. We can't Mm -hmm. forget that the Red Sox are a bunch of nice guys. We talked about that early in the year. There's really no no bad apples on this club. Mm -hmm. And they decided, you know what? 14 straight losses is enough. It's been long enough. You got Shohei on the mound. We'll even rest... Trevor Story and Xander Bogats, and let you guys finally get your first win in two weeks. Shout out to the Red Sox for being a kind team and letting that happen. Absolutely, what 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 a generous move! I will say it's kind of the exact opposite of a gentleman's sweep, though. A gentleman's sweep traditionally is you know you win the first game or you lose the first game and then you win the rest of them. But but besides that, besides semantics, yes, great. I don't feel great. Is that definitely a gentleman's sweep? That's is absolutely there, is there a gentleman's specific, sweep. There's specific rules to it. I always just yeah. assume it's like, yeah, you let you let them get one. Not not really, you know, caring when it happens. No, I, th- I thought it was like, hey, you can have the first one, and then we actually sweep you. Then it's four in a row. Uh, let me see. Well, traditionally, you know, it's you know, the playoff series that we're It's when the opposing about, team you know wins talking. one game, and then the winning team wins four, uh, four in a row. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I'm, st- I'm just going to, hey, you know what? 
I'm calling this a gentleman's sweep, Joey. I'm just going to do it. Because you can call it, it an inside-out purple hat. It's They're both incorrect <laughs> things to call This was an inside-out purple hat yeah. win for the Red Sox. So it, it's the concept that matters. It's, yeah. Sox got what is normally an MLB sweep of three games, and they gave the Angels one gentleman's sweep. There we go. It feels a little weird to come into a series win after a loss. You know what I mean? A series win episode after a loss. But this one didn't feel heartbreaking it was just a just a tough one just one that didn't go your way but like you said you sad xander you sad story you brought in sawamora in a one-run game it was one that you weren't uh you know chomping at the bit to try to squeak out at the end it felt like you know and let's be honest i mean these games over the course of the year they happen alex core has talked about this a lot where they're going to find times to rest guys and JD's going to get, I mean, I know he played today, but JD's going to get days off. He has gotten days off. Xander's going to be off. Devers is going to have some off Story's going to have some off and that's just kind of how it goes. So they're putting this team in a position to be as healthy as possible by September, by October. And Joey, I got to say you finally, finally the Red Sox, ha- I don't want to say the luxury, but they have the capability of being able to do this and not kind of look foolish where you still really need these wins. It's like, okay, you have the third wild card spot. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, you're not striving to get the last wild card spot, but you're at least at the start of June, first, what, 10 days of June here. Mm-hmm. You're in postseason position. You're playing a lot of games in a row here. Get some guys off their feet. I understand it. Is it something that I would do if I was the manager? No, but I would be one of the worst managers of all time. So that doesn't really matter. You try to Cora field the team very, of nine nomars. It, well, nine yeah. nomars or nine guys that have been in the home run derby, which Nomar was in the home run derby. So that would work out really well. Nomar had one of the, the toughest home run derby outings there at Fenway. I think he had two bombs. More than Sosa, who only had one that year. Um but I, I understand. I understand not playing Xander, not playing Story. You're going up against Shohei. The Angels have lost 14 games in a row. And let's be honest, though, you still had a chance to win this game. This was still a winnable game. You had a 2-1 score. I know you talk about Sawamura coming in mm-hmm. kind of in a negative light, but I was ready to tweet out standing ovation gift for Hirokazu because that was almost an incredible act to get out of that inning when Pavetta walks the first two guys. Salomora gets two outs, two strikes, leaves one up. Honestly, didn't even leave it up, left it in the middle of the zone, and it just got crushed. It was a three-run homer, mm-hmm. and the game was over right then. I know the Sox added another run, but that was it. That was the game. No, 100%. I don't know, man. I, I get nervous every time Salomora uh, throws any ball. <laughs> Especially when there's contact. I mean, that that dribbler that went to third base, I mean, it bounced. It hit the ground four feet in front of home. And still, the moment there was contact, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was a chop. It was a which, swing Which down, one are you talking about? And I was still... Uh, the grounder to Devers. Grounder to Devers from Sawa. I don't even know if I remember that. No. I it thought was, you were talking about I mean, the, was, um, the, the dribbler down uh, the first baseline. Which was now, trouble. Oh, you're talking or about it was, the, it was uh, what the, the bunt? bunt by Wade? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Tyler that Wade, like by the cheating, way, doesn't it? That feels like like a, a the biggest loophole thing of all time to be like, wait, just don't touch it. You know what I mean? It's like no, one I of know. those like technically. 
it is it is absolutely one of those like you know slide the glasses up your nose like actually if you let it go foul Hirokazu, <laughs> then you get a free strike like that's really what it is but mm-hmm. um it is funny watching those plays it happened twice in this series there was one earlier i thought it was funny where Vasquez just kicks the ball. The second it was like foul, he just booted it towards the Angels dugout, like, get this the hell out of here. But you don't even look at it, like, you forget about it when it's happening in real time because you're like, field the ball, get him out, get him out. And then it just goes foul, and you're like, all right, you're good. But yeah, Sawman almost almost got out of that. He almost got out of that. He almost got out of that, and Red Sox would have still had a chance. But again, it's my version of a gentleman's sweep. Sox take three out of four in Anaheim. They've lost one game now in all of June. The team is buzzing. I'd say buzzing light because now – let me do some calculations real quick, Joey. I meant to do this before, but now mm. I'm going to do it live. Do some they calculations. Scored. I'm interested to see why you think they're buzzing light and not buzzing. I mean, I guess that they are coming they off of two a and loss a half runs today. A, two and a half runs a game in this series. So sure. when you win two games one to nothing, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little – it's it's buzzy light to me if you're mm-hmm. it's buzzy light yeah like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be you know winning one run games but putting up five six seven runs it's a mm-hmm. little bit different so offense obviously wasn't what guided them for the whole series if anything it was the starters and right. the look on Pavetta's face I know we want to talk Nick real quick mm-hmm. the look on it I, I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll give you the floor here but the look on Nick Pavetta's face which is so relatable to starters when you come out of a game and you still have some ducks in the pond, some guys you're responsible for, was exactly, I think, what every starter wants to do when the other guy gives up a bomb but normally doesn't do. But Pavetta yeah. just puts his head down at the end of the dugout and is like, come on. Yeah, you can but hear I, I the groan. You can hear I the, know. Ugh. But he, hey, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. We've always loved that about Nick. But it was funny seeing the replay. And I could have assumed as much, mm. too. When when Sawman gives up the three-run homer, I'm like, I don't even have to see Pavetta. I know he's going to be very upset in the dugout, and he was. But, yeah, your, yeah. your thoughts on, on Nicky Smooches, who almost goes five with two earned, ends up being five with four earned. I mean, maybe that that maybe that's just how they do it in Canada, dude. I don't know. But he does not hold back. He had that big, grown head drop after the Sawa bomb. He also had a great yell, if I don't if I can say so myself. After the second inning, he got out of that bases loaded jam. He might be the most the most emotive guy on this team, period. You see him once every five days, and he still, I think, surpasses just about everybody on this team with how expressive he is with his, with his face, even when he's not yelling, you know? A tough call. Yeah. He gives this look to the ump like he starts to turn back to the rubber, and he looks back over his shoulder with this, like, come on. Yeah. Don't don't let me down here. It's like he's issuing a warning to home. He is uh he is a, <laughs> quite the intimidating guy, dude. Yeah. I think he Nick Pavetta, what I love about him is that every pitch to him matters. And I, I, I know for all the starters they'll say that that's the case, like, oh, every pitch matters. But with Pavetta, it genuinely seems like he's trying to spot literally everything. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna try to throw the curve. And the goal of this pitch is to graze the top of the zone. Mm-hmm. And if the ump doesn't call it, I'm going to stare at him and say, what the hell was that? Right. And do I recommend the starters do this? No. This is not a good idea to be showing up the ump in the second <laughs> inning. But that's what Nick Pavetta does. Yeah. And that's what he's always done. So it's not, it's hard to get upset at him when that's just his game. You can see, if you watch Pavetta starts closely, and I'll, I'll give credit to Nesson 
which is not something a lot of people have been saying recently. But I'll, I'll give credit to them for showing Pavetta a lot during his starts on the mound. A lot of, a lot of in-between pitches. You can just kind of see the gears turning in his head where he's like, all right, he didn't bite on that. Let me try to throw this here. Okay, the ump's giving me a couple inches off the plate to the left. Let me try to hit that again. And he's really a pitch-by-pitch pitcher Mm -hmm. where some of these other guys are rhythm pitchers where it's just kind of like, all right, boom, 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 let's keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, And Pavetta's not like that. He he literally lives and dies on every pitch, and that's what I like the most about him. And the home run to Otani is what it is. I don't even really count I don't count those. It's like, and and that's from Nick's perspective. He would probably tell you if I end this start, you know, he wants to go deeper. I mean, this is a guy that threw a complete game this year. He had averaged, I think, seven innings pitched over his last, uh, each of his last six starts. So he'll tell you he wants to go deeper than five, obviously, five plus. But if Sawamura gets out of that and you go five innings with two earned and it's on a Shohei bomb, you basically had five shutout innings. That's essentially what that is. Yeah, I mean, Shohei's going to Shohei. You can't really do much about that. But uh, Pavetta was spotting it up tonight, dude. He had 11 strikeouts, season high for him, and that's the most strikeouts he's had since... Do you want to take a guess? For Pavetta? um, I don't know, what, 19? 2018 with the Phillies. So it was July 27th, 2018 with the Phillies against Cincinnati. He had 12. Interesting. So most strikeouts he's had in a Red Sox uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's simply put in the sixth inning there. Cora brings him back out. I think he's around, where was his pitch count at? I want to get what he actually finished with. He finished with 97 pitches. So you kind of... Kind of playing with fire there a little bit. I mean, he hadn't been super crisp in this game. You have him go back out there. He walks the first two guys. Let me tell you something, Joey. I know you like talking OB. Yes. There is nothing Dave O'Brien enjoys saying more than, oh, you can't walk that first guy. Trouble yeah. always happens when you walk that first guy. Keep keep an eye on that or keep an ear he's, on that, I guess. He says it every time. He, he says, says it a lot. Time. He also, I've noticed he says swinging for the downs a lot lately. <laughs> yes, uh, but the yeah. biggest one this series, I'm so glad you brought up OB. You know I have OB notes ready to go. OB this series would not stop thanking the viewer for watching the game. Oh, my goodness. Every single game, multiple times a game, he would say, just want to extend a thank you to everybody still watching the game. It is uh, 12.15 back on the East Coast, so we thank you for sticking with us. It's like, Dave, I I like watching this game. (laughs) There's no no chore in it. You're very welcome, Dave. From all of us to you, OB, you're welcome. Of course we're watching. The funny thing... I think in the first game, I believe he said, if you're still up, I'm not sure what you're still doing up. Dave, I'm watching the game. <laughs> watching the game. <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm wa- I like watching, watching the, the games, Sox. man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a great example because I-, I would be up late regardless. But like, mm-hmm. if the Sox are on in Anaheim, uh, yeah, you bet your ass I'm watching the game. Yeah. So I-, I thought that one was funny. But no, if you today and Dave also, he had mentioned, and I'm not a jinx guy. Mm-hmm. I am not. I, I think Jinx guys stink. Like, oh, don't say, oh, don't say it. Like, you're, you're gonna, you know, blow the no hitter. Like, do people Jinx say guys, that to you? Granted, I'm never, people say that phrase I, to you a lot. Yeah, people love saying, it, "Don't say it." But mm-hmm. I am never gonna. Let, let me tell you, Joey. Let me just break down some Jinx rules real quick. Break I'm not a Jinx guy, but I'm never gonna say a pitcher has a no hitter unless it's Garrett Cole or something. Like, I'm never gonna actually say so and so has a no no. You just allude to it. That's when you do mm-hmm. the eyeballs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when people get into that, like, you know. 
don't say this, don't say that, because a home run's going to happen. Dave did say, oh, you know, how how wild would it be if he gets out of this, you know, after uh, Pavetta walked the first two guys? And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, I don't know. That didn't feel right. Certain lines mm-hmm. don't feel right when you hear them on the broadcast, and I'm like, mm-hmm. eee, next pitch, three-run homer. So yeah. wasn't meant to be on Thursday night for the Red Sox, but is what it is. you have any other Pavetta thoughts, or or was that all? Uh, no, that's it, man. I, I'm... I I love watching Pavetta start stuff for exactly the reason that you said earlier. Just the amount of time that he spends between pitches, and you can you can kind of get in his head a little bit, or at least try to, and try to think, you know, what is what is he what is he thinking right now? Where is he going? And he's a he's a fun guy to watch, man. He's uh, expressive. So the the Nickelback thing, I, I wanted to talk. Let's about just jump right to it. Yeah, we don't was, need a segue. Like, let's get right into it. <laughs> what was that right about? What it. what the hell was Look that about? This photograph. All right, so I don't hate. I never hated Nickelback. I always thought like the Nickelback hate was a little bit overdone. It was like, really, are they this bad? Yeah. Like, let me let me just remember some of the top songs. Oh, they they, they had the "How You Remind Me" song, right? Yeah. This, this is how is you how... remind me. I mean, these songs aren't terrible. They're not great. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like, songs are popular for a reason. It's not like popular songs just happen. For the hell of it, They're, they happen because people like them. So uh, the Nickelback thing, Joey, I know you, you're going to disagree, I think. Yeah. Give me a sec here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't hate it because, let's let's say hypothetically, and this, this felt like it almost happened this year. Let's say hypothetically the Red Sox were on a 14 or 13 game losing streak, mm-hmm. and all the players decided to do like Justin Timberlake walk-ups or something. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, don't think I'm comparing Timberlake to Nickelback. I'm saying, I understand like, what you're saying. Yeah, just rallying artist. around a thing. Yeah, rallying around a thing, and it's an artist that is your walk-up song. Mm-hmm. I would love that so much. I'd be like, this team has never been closer, even though they look absolutely terrible and they've lost 13 <laughs> games in a row. Their manager I got fired the, I, yesterday. I know, I know. That does make it a little weird when you're doing like a cute thing right after. Madden's walking mm-hmm. out the door. Um, but I genuinely think that was very funny. And I also think it's very funny to lose one to nothing <laughs> when, when you do that. When you score, you, you do this cute new walk-up song thing, and you score zero runs. Uh, Joey, that's tough. That's beyond tough. That's just a straight-up bad look. That's so tough. <laughs> it is. So it, I... I did look into it. It wasn't everybody. It was uh, most of the team. It wasn't everybody. I didn't get oh, okay. names here, but well, that's why they that's lost. You should have been everybody. funnier to be like, we're all rallying around this thing, and then actually be like, oh wait, no, most of us are rallying around this thing. You can't do a team th- thing if the team isn't in on it. Because the doesn't whole that point also, is, doesn't that fit into a thirteen-game losing streak where it's like, guys, we can't align on anything. Like yeah. we got a guy on second with no outs. You can't bring me in. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can't do anything right. We lost two games in a series, one to nothing. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Yeah, you lose six second, to five when the Red Sox never signs. win. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like what what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. So, um, I honestly, the thing that I found genuinely funny. There's not a lot of times that I'll see tweets and audibly laugh. Some of the tweets mm-hmm. I think that are the funniest, I won't even laugh just because when you're sitting by yourself and you laugh, it's a little bit weird. I audibly laughed at the Angels tweet. Oh my God! What was that, dude? <laughs> what was that? I'm just gonna say that might be the funniest team tweet I've ever seen. I don't know if it was intention. There's a little bit of intentional humor, but it's also like it's dedication to 
to an idea. Yeah. And with social teams, I remember with BR, they would make, especially for a time like now, for the finals, Mm -hmm. they would make like two really cool graphics depending on the result, one for each team. And so I always felt bad for the creator of those because depending on who wins, you had to just not post one of them and then it just Mm -hmm. never saw the light of day. I think Mm -hmm. the Angels clearly went into this game. Maybe the idea came up during the game. They're like, you know what, guys? You know what would be awesome? If we did a look at this photograph and it was of us winning. And so (laughs) I'm sure the conversation happened like, should we still do it? They lost one to nothing. And then someone said, yes. Shout out to yeah, whoever said, let's still do this, even though it's of us. The Photoshop is of them losing. I kind of hope it was just like one guy. I kind of hope it was just like the social media intern. Like, hey, look, yeah. it's a late game. You know, when the time comes, <laughs> post a graphic that you feel is appropriate. We'll leave it up to you. So. Go for it. Uh, I hope he was like, oh, I got a great idea. The Nickelback thing. And just earnestly posted that, hoping that people would like be on their side and be like, oh, haha, because of the Nickelback thing. Just completely oblivious to what exactly they were doing. I thought it was a fake account when I first saw it. I, Joey, I'm right there with you. I looked at this tweet for like five minutes. I'm like, okay, is it a verified account that's just writing Los Angeles Angels as their name? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to find something wrong with this mm. and i'm like wait a second no there's nothing wrong with it it's just hilarious it's the team putting an angel's hat on this dude and it's the look at the this photograph photo with an image of red sox one angels zero it's just <laughs> it is, strange, dude if i'm let, hey, let's be real let's be real let's say let's i'm real. i'm a player on the angels and i think i'm assuming a lot of them follow the team account not loving seeing that. No, no, <laughs> nobody should. That's just crazy, man. For their there 14th loss strange, in a row. There's such That's a strange organization in general, man, between like not being able to keep a name and like having like this weird misplaced sense of identity. They have a movie about them, which I always feel is like a little strange. They don't even feel like I a real Angels team. I love Angels in the Outfield. Are you about to hate on Angels in the Outfield? No, no, no. I, it's I'm fine with it. I just think it's it makes them feel like not a real team. It's like cuz I think I I probably saw the movie before I was too familiar with the baseball team, you know? Yeah. That probably that saw was when, when they I was were a, the, a real the California Angels. Yeah, so it's when. like it's like almost like I come to age at like you know six seven years old. And I'm like, wait, that's a that's a real team. So they have a lot of weird things going on with the Angels. They already are this this funky weird organization. And then to do this like fire your manager, do this weird Nickelback thing, then steer into the Nickelback thing is all very strange. Another little strange thing about uh, the whole Angels presentation. Uh, did you hear what their what their strikeout sound effect is? I did not know. It's the I don't know if you'll find this as weird as I found it. I thought it was really weird. It's the Law and Order boom boom. Isn't yeah, that strange? I, I, well, there's nothing like Los Angeles teams, about that. Nothing Angels nah, about that. I think most of these teams have kind of a weird strikeout thing now. Like, I mean, let's if we're playing it neutral, Joey. Just do you love that? I do, do actually. Love that? I do. do. Okay. I I've really never had hate... much many feelings. I remember in eighteen when they started doing that, I was like, "Who whose idea was this?" <laughs> it it kind of catches you off guard when you when mm-hmm. you heard it the first time, right? But yeah. then you just get used to it, kind of per any sound effects at the uh, the ballpark. So, 
No, nah, I don't really. Hey, whatever you're going to do as your strikeout thing, just stay consistent. Uh, I do like that the Sox this year with two strikes are just playing a, cu- a bunch of bops. They're, they're just playing like a bunch of instrumentals. Yeah. They got the Jaws instrumental, which is cool. I was going to cool. say, the Jaws theme song uh, is That funny. gets me excited. So anytime mm-hmm. you hear like a six-second clip of like a famous movie score, you're like, Sox about to get a K right now. Let's get this. So I do like that. But no, I don't really have it's just much of an issue with it. I don't know. It's just half It does feel a little lazy. It feels a little yeah, lazy, that's it's for just, sure. Oh, but, you know, we have this sound. I know this one sound effect. We can use this one. Yeah. No, that, that is fair. Uh, we got to talk about Michael Walker a little bit. Michael Walker throws a complete game shutout. At this point, that feels like a week ago. That yeah. was on Monday. Um I just want to say, Joey, without even diving into stats or anything, I mean, the one that sticks out is that it's June 10th mm-hmm. and Michael Walker has a 199 ERA. <laughs> yeah. Well, how what about is life? It? Like, how I, I genuinely don't know how that's possible. Mm-hmm. His high low ERA, I'm not going to calculate it. It's it's 1 30 in the morning right now. So, not going to do the numbers on that, but it's very good. You take, you take out that uh, Chicago White Sox start in, in Chi Town. And it's got to be like a whatever. It's probably like a 1-5. So he's been incredible. 105 pitches on Monday. Gets the complete game shutout. A lot of people to to credit for that. Cora for letting him go back out there. I was a little bit surprised when no one was warming up. Like, okay, we're going to have this guy go for a a complete game shutout, which I don't think he had done in ages, man. I, I, I don't... I don't know if he even had one. I'm sure I don't know. stats would say that it's been like five years or something. But shout out to Justin, by the way. My goodness. Let's do it. I'm going to do a little quick search of our guy, JP, because JP Long, I'm, I don't, he's more of a Justin than a JP to me, mm-hmm. but at Sox Notes on Twitter, a phenomenal follow if you don't follow him. He's our buddy Justin, and he's a great dude. He was on fire this week. And I, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you, like, yeah, I'm I'm hot right now. Like, feed me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm the hot hand. Like, you got to let me have this one. He had a, another kid recently. I believe another. I don't know if he already had one. So, Justin, mm-hmm. hopefully that's your second. So, I'm not just making up that you have some other kid. But some of these stats, dude, they're just incredible. I mean, complete games thrown by Red Sox starters to tie it back to Waka here. And the last 22 games, the Red Sox have three in their previous 619 games, they had three. <laughs> so What's that's going bananas. On? Yeah. That's Especially with bananas. how long uh, starting pitchers go now versus, you know. I know. Yeah, even a couple of years ago. You know, it's it's uh, the, the art of protecting your starting pitchers is only furthered. So it's, it's strange. It's very strange. But I still had the feeling that it was going to happen around the seventh inning. I was like, this is gonna, we're going to do this again. We're going to run the tape back It had back the vibes. Here. Well, the, obviously, the pitch count was important. You're looking right. at that, and it's like, okay, realistically, he could. Did I think he was going to? No chance. Another one from Justin. This is the first time since July of 2006 the Red Sox have earned multiple one nothing wins in the same series. Obviously, that was against the Royals. We remember that one right, very right, well. Right. And they last did that on the road on August 25th and 26th of 1990. I was Ooh. 12 days old. Oh. When they did it the last time on the road. Any memories so of it? So it has been... I remember that series. Mm, I remember watching series. it with my dad. It was at Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a series, dad. Like, pour me some more milk, please. Yeah, I was yeah. like, more milk. And what do, like, newborns eat? Is it just, like, formula? Like, what, just what milk. What, what was Seb having early, like, early, early? 
milk, just, just milk. Well, no, that's not, all they not do milk, is milk, dude. It's it's they just eat milk. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm not I'm not lying to you. It's I know you're not milk, lying, bro. but it's, it's just the idea of eating milk sounds. Well, he's not chewing and chomping. Well, the thing is, you're born without teeth, brother. No, so I, you, I know, you just I know. have anyone that has a kid is going to be laughing their ass <laughs> off at me right now. They're like, "What do you think they're mowing down burgers or something?" Yeah, no, it's it's not not until they're like they've been around for a while, like six months, that you give them like anything more than that. But yeah, no, you were just drinking milk. You were you were chowing down on some milk watching that series. No, I I remember, I remember that series vividly. And we were having dogs and burgers, and it was nice. It was like an end of summer cookout. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wonderful, wonderful. But yeah, I want to get one more here from Justin. Just again, you gotta, you know, give a shout out to the hot hand. He was just killing it all week long. Lawn, long <laughs> words don't make sense when it's one forty in the morning. Yeah, give Austin us a Davis here. has a one six four ERA this season, a zero point four five ERA in his last nineteen games, and a zero ERA. In his last 10 games, his current 10.1 inning scoreless streak is the longest of his career. So great follow, as always, at Sox Notes. A lot of good stuff this week. Mm-hmm. But um, and he extends that tonight yeah, to Austin Davis. He kept that alive tonight. He uh, had a yeah. scoreless inning tonight. Um, that Waka stat that you gave to, or not just not stat, just the streak that he's on right now, uh, at the risk of sounding like we're looking ahead a little bit here, um, Walker's next appearance is going to be against Seattle. So, oh, it will be. The odds of him uh, maintaining this streak, I would argue, high. One thing I wanted to bring up with you, Joey, one of our biggest trends from this year that we were getting going was hashtag be like 96 for this current version of the Boston Red Sox. They started 10 and 19. We wanted them to be like the 1996. Red Sox. Since then, by the way, uh-huh. let me just make sure I got this right. Since they started ten and nineteen, I believe this team is twenty and nine. They're twenty and nine. Twenty and nine since starting ten and nineteen. So I asked the question to you, Joey. Is it time to ditch no. be like ninety six? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because the idea was not get ahead of the 96 pace and then we can call it a day. The whole idea was can a 10 and 19 team turn it around to a point where they end an 85 plus win team. So it's not just about, Oh, okay. Oh, they caught up to him. It's over. The whole thing is maintaining and, and getting there and keeping pace with this team that, and also having a, a barometer on what an 85 win pace looks like. So right now, I'll give you I'll give you the numbers here of what what they're yeah. looking like. Okay, the twenty two socks, which is the current season, Steve. That that's the one that's happening right now. Uh, they are thirty and twenty eight. The ninety six socks through fifty eight games, twenty four and thirty four. So they are six games up on the ninety six socks. This is not an insurmountable lead by any means. If there was a six game divisional uh, race in Early June, would you call it? Would you call the division? I uh, no, no, no. That's no. fair. So I think you know, for for the ninety six Sox to end eighty five wins, there's got to be a hot streak coming up. I don't look ahead. I'll tell you that much. I look day by day. So there's got to be a stretch here where they get really hot, and then I th- I think this closes up a little bit. And and I like having the barometer 
reading of, of, of where we're at compared to an 85 win team. Are you, over I would it? agree with that. I would agree with that. Joey, what I want to say here is there are going to be times with this podcast where I just float a question to you because I don't know how I actually feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how you feel about it. And now I feel how you feel about it. That be like 96 was always meant to be a season thing. Mm-hmm. It was always meant to be an end of the road comp of can they get to 85? Can they get to 90? What is the ceiling for the 2022 Red Sox? Mm-hmm. The fact that it just hit me now because I'm super awesome at math mm-hmm. that 10 and 19 is 29 games and 20 and 9 is 29 games. They have played exactly the same amount of Whoa. games since 10 and 19, right? That's correct. Yeah, because 58, 29. Yeah. Wow. Holy That's cow. That's pretty good, huh? This yeah. is wow. So this is a hundred percent a time that we should be checking up. On the it old, really is. Yeah, it, this feels like something we should have had in the notes. I'm like, whoa, check it us just out. Happened. Accidentally yeah. walking into a really, uh, really beautiful little thing here. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful I wonder thing. what odds do you think if we talk to our ten and nineteen selves mm-hmm. that Sunday when we recorded after the White Sox came to Fenway and mm-hmm. swept the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. What odds do you think we would have put on it that the Red Sox went 20 and nine over their next 29 games? I'm maybe saying 2%. Oh, I would. Yeah. Less dude. Less. I, I, yeah. I mean, I was strapped in brother. I was buckled up. I was like, if things are going down, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to, you know, man our own ship here. You know what I mean? From a podcast standpoint of like, if, oh if, yeah, if this no, is going it felt down, like people were, were jumping people yeah. that weren't in the, in the, uh, the, the, the life rafts there were, were just jumping. The Titanic was going down mm-hmm. and we were the captain. That's just like, no, I'm going down with the, we ship. were the band, bro. We were like. the band. We kept the music playing. That would have been Who's us. the captain. AC, AC is the captain. Yeah. We were the band. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the Red Sox being, I don't know, what are they? The ship itself started repairing itself? The entity of the Red Sox is the ship. Okay. Yeah. And so they started, they were like, wait, it's not sinking. We're just going to like build more planks or whatever. And I know a lot about boats. And we're just going to like build it back and we're, we can probably save it. And now y'all in the lifeboats look ridiculous because we're back sailing again. And y'all are just floating in the Atlantic. <laughs> Peace we are, later. We are on the Red Sox Titanic, Deuce. and this thing is back moving in the right direction. You guys in the life refs are going down. See you later. See you later, deuces. Yeah. It's cold in there. It is cold Even in though I water. was just saying I would give it less than a 2% chance that they repaired the boat, but I still didn't get off the boat. No. On that, on that 10 and 9 boat, we were the band as it was going down, and now we are having a five-course meal, Joey, as the team continues mm-hmm. to go towards postseason territory. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it's Beautiful going. Stuff. I love the Titanic analogy. I like it. But now now that we're on like a patched-up yeah. Titanic, like it's still that still sounds bad. Yeah. As soon as you said, like, we're on the Red Sox Titanic, I was like, maybe <laughs> we can call it like the boat, you know? Can we we, can- yeah, yeah. We were on the Titanic, what we thought mm-hmm. was the Titanic going down. Mm-hmm. But then we realized, oh, no, they went 20 and 9. And their next mm. 29, we're not on the Titanic. And these idiots in the rafts thought mm. we were. And now we're on, what's the boat called, Joey? We're on Cinaroyo. <laughs> we're on Cinaroyo. Yeah. 
and it is going in the right direction. Yeah. So I'm very happy. The SS Arroyo, all aboard. Uh, the SS Arroyo, I like that. That actually sounds like it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I love uh, Christian Arroyo. How do you feel? Same, about Christian bro. Christian Yeah, let's just guy. do a, let's do an hour on Arroyo. Yeah, I'm down for <laughs> I'm it. Down. One thing we wanted to touch up on was. The Red Sox that have a chance to make the All-Star team, Joey. 100%. The Boston man. Red Sox. I think there's a couple. I would say there's a couple as well. Voting has opened for the All-Star game. We strongly encourage you to vote for the Sox, it's Red true. Sox to be specific. Mm-hmm. Joey, who on this team do you think is going to make the All-Star team? I just feel like such a dope saying, like, <laughs> the most obvious the whole thing roster. in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's the most obvious <laughs> answers in the world. No, there's <laughs> like, one. There's one question mark. I don't think Bob's a question mark. I think he's a shoe in. <laughs> of course, I think he should be there. Uh, <laughs> Robles, dude, what are you talking about? It's Robles. I mean, is is Bogey the question mark? No, Trevor Story. Oh, I mean, I considering think that it, the second base position is normally light. Uh-huh. And he's a guy that obviously has done a lot. Let's just go through some story numbers real quick. I was going to say, this I don't is, know how he compares to other second basemen as far as like offensive stats goes. Another one via Justin, but this is uh, Trevor Story's rankings among AL second basemen. I believe this is as of two days ago. Mm-hmm. 40 RBIs is first. Mm-hmm. 29 runs is first. 22 extra base hits is first. Seven steals is second. Nine home runs is third. Since... May 1st, he leads the AL in RBI with 35. And in his last 25 games, he has a 255 average and 957 OPS. The OPS is the one there that matters more than the average. Mm-hmm. So he has a very strong case to make the All-Star game. Not saying start, but, I mean, if Story goes on another one of those tears and you have three of the four guys in the infield on the Red Sox, talk about flexing. I know. Like, dude. that would be so baller if they can pull that off. So let's now... Let's get into that mode. Let's. I, I want three Red Sox starters in the damn infield. I guess I didn't factor in uh, the the fact that he's competing against other second basemen. You know, I just yeah, yeah. I, you just get lost looking at the entire pool, and you know, stories start being what it was. His numbers are you know they're not. It's not comparable to the other three guys that we're talking about. You know. Oh, no, no, definitely so, not. But, I mean, uh, Jose Offerman started an all-star game at second base, so Trevor Story mm-hmm. can definitely do it. Um, yeah. I mean, the obvious guys are, are, of course, J.D. Devers and Xander. If they stay anywhere near the pace that they've started so far, they will be in L.A. representing the Red Sox in the all-star game. But now, the more we've talked about this, Trevor Story as a starter in the AL. It's possible. It is possible, and I really want to see three Red Sox starters in the infield. Last year was really cool. That was my first All-Star experience uh, with a Denchilada, and really anything All-Star related since 99 at Fenway. And for Devers and Xander to start the same All-Star game was just really cool. It was a really neat moment to see with how tight they are. They were together the whole week. Like It was from, like I think, getting in Sunday, obviously home run derby stuff Monday, all the media, they were sitting right next to each other. And um, that was just a really cool experience. And they're obviously in a position now to run it back. I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't know the last time a, a shortstop and third baseman have started in consecutive all-star games that are on the same team. I, I don't know. I'm just going to say that hasn't happened. 
We're going to call this blind stats. Mm. That hasn't happened, so they're going to be You're the, the no first no shot. To do it. Jeter, Jeter and A-Rod never happened. No. No, no. shot. We're just going to say it just didn't happen. Yeah. So there you go. Don't look it up, but mm. it's never happened, and Xander Endeavors are looking to be the first ones to do it. Uh, but, yeah, go out and vote. If you're listening right now, yeah. redsox.com slash all-star. Just vote a ton, Joey. Just, mm. like, constantly vote. Even if it says you can't vote anymore, just try, try to keep smashing vote and just mm. see what happens. Uh, if you're walking your dog right now, don't care. Vote. If you're feeding your pet turtle, don't, don't care. care. Vote. If you're playing video games with your friend Paul, don't, don't care. care. Vote. vote. So whatever you're doing, don't, don't care. care vote. vote. Don't, don't, don't care. Care. Vote. Vote. It's your civic duty, brother. Get out Gotta there vote. and vote. Got to vote. Get out, Go socks. Go socks. Get vote socks. three. How many Sox votes do you get in the starting lineup? Maybe four. JD at DH. It would be sick. Half the AL lineup socks, dude. Yeah, it's possible. You kidding me? It's bro? very possible, dude. Honestly, uh, how many votes do you get? I think you can vote five, five times a day. That's insanity. It is. I'm I just gonna, I, I, I miss the days of being at Fenway. And getting the ballot that you poke the holes in. I would like bring a pen with me so I can mm-hmm. poke the holes out mm-hmm. of, you know, the guys that you were voting for and and putting the ballot in like that ballot was gonna be the difference for mm-hmm. Nomar making the team. Yeah. It is Hell yeah. it's always funny. We're like, I'm the reason why Trot Nixon is gonna be an all star <laughs> starter. It's like, no, Steven, that's not I how did it goes. It. But I did it. Uh, anything else for this series? I think that's that's all we got. Three out of four Red Sox are what seven and one in June. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh well, Whit- Whitlock, Whit- Whitlock. I don't know how much. Yeah, we I was going to say mean, we, the. I have three other things, and they're all negative. <laughs> so I was going to fly just, through. Go fast, then. That's how that works. Go fast. Um, Arroyo getting hit up and in is scares me. I don't like him getting hit on the hands or the arms at all. all right. Um, Evaldi, yeah. uh, in game three of this series, his fastball velocity was the lowest in any start of his since 2012. And Garrett Whitlock, uh, poof. Hmm. Those are my three thoughts. The Whitlock thing is tough because I'm sure Core is sick of answering questions about it. And I'm sure they've looked through all the numbers more than we have, obviously. But if the goal is to have Whitlock six innings every five days, I would way rather have him in there for three two-inning appearances in the six to nine-inning range mm-hmm. than once every five games as a starter. Like, it just see, I don't know. It's There are certain the Red choir, Sox things brother, that— I'm with you. No, I know. I'm just saying that there's there's certain Red Sox things that happen that you see, and it just triggers, eh, like, eh, uh, eh, like, doesn't feel right. Like, the alarm's going off. The siren's going off a little bit here, mm-hmm. and— it's just hard to continue to justify him as a starter when how could easily you know fill that role and you have Whitlock back in that you gotta adjust to me in one at bat. Cause if he's getting well, two winnings, guys are seeing him once. You're not able to be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm a little used to him because it's mm-hmm. now the fifth, sixth inning and I've seen him. I think the thinking there though is that Hauk might honestly have to replace Hill if Hill is continuing the trend that he's on, you know? It's potentially. I, I don't think they're. I don't genuinely think they're thinking about that much right now. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's. A How real do you think thing. Rich is feeling right now, physically? You I think, think he feels great. I think he's never <laughs> felt better. Don't you love when the guys in their early forties, late thirties, like I've never felt better? Well, just let's stop lying. You absolutely have felt better. Yeah, you, know, you felt maybe way you better believe it. many times. Maybe you can believe it if they like look like Tom. 
you know, Tom being Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, but it's, uh, I think have, have never felt better is so different than, like, this is the best I've felt in, like, a couple of years. Like, yeah. Or, like, maybe three weeks. Like, I felt way worse in May, but I feel mm-hmm. decent in June. Like, you've, you've felt better, Rich. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I don't get how having uh, Whitlock for three outings a week, two innings each, in important high-leverage innings, makes less sense than him starting one out of every five games when he's averaging four innings a start mm-hmm. and has a four one five ERA as a starter. Mm-hmm. So I, it still doesn't make sense. But I think okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I think part of it is that Hauk's not going to Toronto. You can't really work Hauk into the rotation right now because it would just throw things into a loop again. They don't go back until late August. So are they waiting until after that? Maybe switch things around. I don't know. But like I said, I think you got to have somebody ready for, you know, Hill, not necessarily just from a performance standpoint, but from the fact that he's 42. You got to have a safety net. I think, regardless of whether or not he was struggling right now, I think you just got to have somebody in the wing waiting to go if, you know, throws his back out or something. I don't know. No, if he has the the blister issue has been a big thing for him. So there's too, there's yeah. always potential All to hit the IL. I get that. But uh but yeah, Red Sox take three out of four in Anaheim. That is what we expected them to do. That is what they did. Did I think they were gonna lose the last game? Kind of no. wanted them to lose the first one. I mean at least Shohei's on the mound. Everything made sense like I haven't felt this whatever about a Red Sox loss all year. It's like yeah I don't I, it's fine. I don't want to say I don't care. But the Angels weren't gonna lose thirty games in a row. Like they mm-hmm. they finally got a win you got to rest bogey and story. Mm-hmm. You're now heading into Seattle for hopefully getting the bats a little hotter, considering they only averaged a little over two runs a game here uh, in Anaheim. So that'll do it for our series recap of Red Sox Angels. Coming up next, we will talk about this Red Sox Mariners series and give our closing thoughts on Inside the Monster. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Do more of what you love, like hug more kittens and more puppies. Oh. 
Get back to more of the things you love fast with Zyrtec. No hay fever tablet works faster. Follow the directions for use. References available at zyrtec.com.au. Hey everyone, I'm Ron Darling. And I'm Jimmy Rollins. The official baseball rulebook is full of all sorts of strange rules. But the unwritten rulebook is even weirder. We each come from different eras, and we each were taught to play the game in different ways. In this new podcast series, we're going to break down all of the unwritten rules that govern the game, from throwing out a batter to stealing bases during a blowout. Check out Unwritten from Odyssey and MLB. New episodes start June 1st. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, and that means, Joey, it is time to preview Red Sox Mariners, and I'll kick it over to you for the pitching matchups. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, Steve. Uh, the Seattle Mariners really didn't announce any starters. so Why is everybody doing this? I feel like I everyone's doing this. I think it might be, I don't know, I don't know. What I will say is the Sox have, and uh, they are throwing in this order, Hill, Waka, Whitlock. You guys are familiar with those fellas, I presume, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, Now, if you want to draw out the Seattle Mariners rotation and uh, kind of put your own uh, two and twos together, if you will, it's most likely that this series is going to be Gonzalez, Kirby, and Robbie Ray. But Robbie Ray, not Robbie Ray. Is it Robbie yeah, Ray? Robbie, Robbie Ray, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, you're like, how did that happen? When? Who am I? Where am I? Um, <laughs> yeah, Gonzalez Kirby Ray is like most likely what's going to go down. So I would assume that uh, is what's going to happen. And that is your pitching preview. <laughs> that Steve? pitching preview was incredible. That, Thank that you, really. Bro. Yeah, I've been working on that all day. <laughs> uh, time for a weather update. For Seattle, not that it matters too much. That is a retractable dome there because it rains all the damn time. On Friday night, there are going to be showers likely. 67% chance of rain, 54 degrees around first pitch. Saturday night, 39% chance of rain, 52 degrees. And on Sunday, Sunday, the game is 4 Eastern one Pacific, that is going to be 61 degrees, 60% chance of rain. It just rains there every day. Like, everyone always talks so highly of Seattle. And when I hear that, I just think Griffey, so I think good thoughts. Mm. But the images are always rain. Every time it's Monday Night Football with the Seahawks, it's always Russ running around in a wet field and trying to create something. And obviously, he's gone now. But mm-hmm. it, constantly, any of the scenics, it's like cloudy at best. So is Seattle really that great? Is it that great? I mean, maybe I'm need, wrong. I haven't been there. Do you need sun to have a great place? Is that a I big like part having of it? sun, Joey. I'm excited yeah. for this weekend. It's going to be sunny, and hopefully mm. the seas take a three-one lead, though. Mm. But yeah, I that'll do it for the weather update. There don't have a ton of predictions either. I think this is going to be a nice series, kind of per usual when they play specifically in Seattle. Something about the games in Seattle, the mm. vibe at that park. I'm sure a lot has to do with it that they haven't made the playoffs in 21 years. Is It's easy to watch because it doesn't feel like a ton is on the line. <laughs> like it always, the Mariners games over the years mm-hmm. have always felt like, yeah, let's put it on, yeah. get in your comfy clothes, sit on the couch, yeah. watch Sox Mariners. You know, maybe some weird stuff happens. We can tweet about it. Sox Twitter is going to be relatively asleep. I know it's the weekend. It's the latest starts 
anyone's ever had. Yeah. It's the latest starts in baseball history. Yeah. But But it's also the end of a road trip, the end of a, a West road trip with an off day at the end of it. And then you know that you're coming home to see Oakland. So, yes. and you're coming home for the only home stand in June for like a, you know, a, a pretty short home stand. Just a, just a right two series home stand and then back on the road three. You got Oakland. Definitely not true. It is St. a Louis full week. Detroit. Oakland, St. Yep. Louis, and Detroit. So yep. that is a long two game homestand they have coming up at Fenway. That's a two series. And Did I say two game? <laughs> I think it's a two game. Jeez I don't know. Louis. Again, guys, anyone listening, it's 2 a.m., all right? Some things yeah. are going to slip through the cracks. It's, it's all good. But yeah, I think for this series, Joey, I'm not going to have any, any big bull prediction or anything. Sometimes if you don't have the, the tingles, then you just don't do the prediction, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But. It is hitting me that if you just go two and one here, if you win the series, you go eight and two on the West Coast trip. I need Spear or Justin or Red Sox stats. Somebody let me know the last time they've gone eight and two on a West Coast trip. That would be very impressive, regardless of the team. I'm sure some World Series teams didn't do that. So take this series, win another series, come back home. You get a day off, much needed day off. Mm which will land on game five of the finals. And then you got Oakland, St. Louis, and Detroit at home. So those Beautiful are stuff. those are winnable games. Albert Pujols coming to Fenway for the last time. A lot of cool stuff around the corner here. But that will do it for our series preview. One thing before we forget, Nate, you're probably listening to this like, guys, not again. Series MVPs, Joey. Hell yeah. <laughs> we Hell almost yeah. forgot about series MVPs from the Angels series. Obviously, this is a little out of order, but it's all good. Real quick, I got to go Michael Walker. I If you told me he was going to throw a nine-inning complete game shutout, which is what nine innings is, I would not have believed you. So I am going to give Michael Waka, even though it's a four-gamer, the series MVP. Who do you got? I was going to say, yeah, he only played in one of those games. There are four it of is them. true. So that, that's quite the... Uh Quite the award there, Steve. My guy, Steve. I, I know who hit, you're picking. This is obvious. Yeah. Hit 363 this series. Four RBIs. And you could argue one, two of those games. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Dahlbeck. He's your series Bobby Dahlbeck. Let's, let's clap a little bit for Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby he needs Dahlbeck. the claps. He, as you guys at home probably noticed... Continues to be the only player on the Boston Red Sox that the fans do a chant for when <laughs> he is at the plate. The Bobby chant made it to Anaheim. Which Hell is, yeah. That'll always be funny for a guy that's hitting 190. Like, awesome. He's still getting the chant, man. People love him, man. So. Did you hear Maz call him Brian Dabak? I missed it, and I'm so upset I missed oh, it. Oh, man, it was awesome because I don't know if it was accidental or not. It was tough to tell. But that would be funny if he just did. starts calling guys by like 90s names. Like there goes <laughs> Jeff Fry making a play. But yeah, yeah I, yeah. I want to get Brian Daw back on here. It's a guy that some of the younger listeners probably don't even know about, but he was a uh, important part of some of those teams that were right before them finally breaking the curse. So that'd be cool if we could get him. Coming up next, closing thoughts on episode 23 of Inside the Monster. That is next. Oh man, streaking is hard. Hitting is hard. Baseball is hard. Life can be hard. And if anything is getting in the way of your happiness and needs to be dealt with, we don't have to do it alone. 
This is Matt Spiegel telling you to check out betterhelp.com slash MLB. Look, I know therapy is a game changer. On BetterHelp, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It is a totally safe and private online environment. So convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's professional therapy. It's convenient, affordable, and super professional. Start living a happier life today. As a Beat the Streak listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com MLB. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash MLB. It's heating up outside, and when it comes to stylish essentials perfect for the hotter days ahead, there's no better option than Mack Weldon. From hanging at home to that much-needed vacation, the conference room to the happy hour, they've got you covered. Their innovative daily wear system takes the guesswork out of getting dressed, even for the most indecisive of guys. I gotta tell you, I got some Mack Weldon polos. And they're all I wear to Fenway Park. Now that it's getting warmer out, I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing for a shirt. Grab a Mack Weldon polo, throw it on, head to the ballpark, boom, ready to go. Mack Weldon's premium polos easily elevate your plans with fabric technology they've built in to keep you comfortable as the temperature rises. Their lightweight silver peak polo and new super soft Pima t-shirt polo are great for summer. Two other must-haves for the season And by the season, I mean beach season or pool season, whatever body of water you prefer, check out their board shorts and swim trunks. A combo of performance stretch and a slick design. They're great gear for when you're taking time off. Check out Mack Weldon for yourself and save 20% on your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com slash InsideMonster and enter promo code InsideMonster. Again, MacWeldon.com slash inside monster enter promo code inside monster for 20 percent off your order get your mac weldon and stock up on warm weather essentials that you've been missing grubhub is your go-to for when you want your favorite meals from your favorite restaurants delivered to your door so why not make it your one-stop shop for everyday essentials introducing grubhub goods Grubhub's own convenience store, where you can get everything you need, like snacks, paper towels, and soda, without having to leave your home. They're making convenience even more convenient. Download or open the Grubhub app to start ordering from Grubhub Goods. Grubhub. Grub what you love. We are back on Inside the Monster. It is time for closing thoughts. Joey, the NBA Finals are going on. I love the Boston Celtics. I've always loved the Boston Celtics. Dana Barros, Walter McCarty. I have a, a bobblehead of Walter McCarty, and I'm like, oh, right, that, that's Tatum's number, zero. That could like, be nobody. You could be making up that name. I have no idea. Walt, you don't know Walter McCarty? No. Oh, there's a lot of people listening right now not going to be happy know, about that, Joey. I know Bill Russell, Larry Bird. <laughs> that's it. No, Not a soul more. I love Walter when Tommy Heinze would yell that, but Walter McCarty was a fan favorite. I love him. A real fan favorite, not Scal. My God, if I got to keep hearing Scal break these games down. Eddie House has been so good. I, I'll never understand the Scal you don't fan like club. Scal? I'm sure he's a nice enough dude. It's just the delivery. If you're going to be doing analysis, you got to be able to talk and like deliver your words, and he stumbles over everything. Whatever. That's a whole separate thought. But closing thought here. Draymond Green is such a clown. Like, I I can't remember 
people always love throwing like the oh, and that's why we love Draymond. He's the villain. No, he's a legitimate clown. Like this guy gets away with murder, and they give him you know a, a slap on the wrist. It's like he's constantly not getting teed up early in the series was garbage. Mm-hmm. Him obviously then running home to do his podcast. We do a podcast. We all do a podcast. We, we all I have no podcast. I have no real issue with that. It's just if you're going to be doing mm-hmm. a daily podcast and you're averaging as many points in the series as fouls, it just is. A, I don't think it's a great look personally. No. But the thing that I hate the most about Draymond and all the stuff that happened after Game Three was we're like forgetting how much of a goof this guy is. Like he curses out players, flips off fans, is constantly quote unquote trying to get under skin, but he's really just being a jerk. He's being a bully out there in the worst possible way. And now we're supposed to feel bad that the fans are saying F you Draymond. What are we talking about? His wife having an IG story about like, have some class, Steve Kermich. Oh, classy. You got clay say, Oh, real, real classy Boston clay. Who was making fun of LeBron years ago in the finals for having his feelings hurt. And then saying real classy, the fans are swearing. Draymond swearing in the post-game presser with his kid that looks like he's like three years old right next to him. It's just the hypocrisy, Joey, drives me nuts. Like, don't be I, – I hate front runners. Mm-hmm. Worst thing ever is front runners. And war, a lot of Warriors fans are that. What is that? What is, what is that? It's like, that? oh, it, when the going's good, it's all, you know, look at us, yippee. Mm-hmm. But then the second it goes poorly – it's uh boo hoo. It's like no, you got to be able to. If you're gonna give it, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. And for us to, and you know, fans in general, I, I'm sure it's just Warriors fans are upset they lost Game Three. Who knows? They might tie the series up on Friday. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a tight series. But I can't believe the amount of people on the Warriors side that have come out and been like so stunned that Celtics fans to a guy that has been a jerk to players on their team that the fans aren't going to chirp him and chant F you Draymond. It's the finals grow up. Like what, what is this? Like, Oh, there's kids in the crowd. Like they, they haven't heard some of this stuff. Like I, I, I don't, I have no time for I it. Joey it's ridiculous. I, one thing I want to point out mm-hmm. that's getting just forgotten in this Draymond has the most like unnecessary confidence for a guy that is not even like the fourth reason why they've won three rings. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Durant, is why he has two of his three rings. Mm. That's an enormous reason why. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, first ballot Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Draymond, obviously, in his prime, good defender. Mm-hmm. And he, he could score a little bit. That's it. And yeah. he walks around like he's Bill Russell, like he's like the one of the best players in, in league history. I love how Kevin Durant handled the hostility that Celtics fans gave to Kyrie. He's like, it's the playoffs. It's This is to be expected. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a history with Kyrie. They're going to be chirping him. Yeah, that's how you answer the question. You don't go to the post game and cry about, oh, it's, you know, real classy Boston. Last thing on this, Joey, last thing. It's a long final thought. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's like playing in Boston if you think saying, oh, real classy and oh, real pipe it down, guys, with the swears is going to make it better for you in the next game. On Friday night, the Warriors. I don't know if they're going to get destroyed in the score. I hope they are. Probably not. But they're going to get destroyed by the fans 10 times worse than whatever they thought it was in Game 3. Calling the fans out, saying they're called classy, 
It's only going to make it worse. So you guys are going to get it on Friday night. Get ready. That was my first thought. It's like, why would you say that? Exactly. You have a game coming in a few days. It's just like, no like you said, it's a great way to just wear a shirt on a shirt on your chest. Like swear swear at me. Yeah, it's a great way to say like I don't know what this town is like. It's like you just said, "Hey, I don't really appreciate when you guys do that." Please refrain from doing that. My goodness. Less bad words. My goodness. There are kids Would you here. contain yourselves, please? That's insane that you think first grade teacher voice is going to work on the city of Boston, Massachusetts. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh I will say, though, um, I know this isn't like uh, super kosher to say right now because like it's kind of like screw the Warriors moment right now. And I might be stepping outside the lines a little bit, but I'll let you know if you are. But Clay Thompson, I believe, is like genuinely a good dude. And I. And I think that he wants to be somebody who talks smack, and he's just bad at it. Oh, he's very like, bad at I it. I think he's that's done not it him. Again. No, so I think that's really what this comes down to. I think, honestly, if you were to <laughs> like, you know, take a, a private survey of everybody in the Warriors locker room, they would be like, yeah, I don't know what the hell Clay was talking about there. I think that was genuinely just a nice dude trying to sound tough and trying to like say something like oh i'm gonna stir the pot here but that's not him at all and he just did a bad job of it well i think clay is a little quirky and like he'll probably say things that in his head he thought it was perceived as a joke because even seeing the video of it he's like real real classy boston like real classy like i don't think he thought it was going to be the reaction that it was Mm -hmm. but which is everyone going Oh, you think that was bad, bro? Like, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, crazy. But no, I mean, the summary is that Draymond's a goof. Mm. He's a dirty player. I uh, he stinks at this point of his career. He's literal garbage. Mm. Like the guy has fifteen fouls in the series and fifteen points, and he loves yeah. chirping it at Cedric Maxwell, Hall of Famer, Finals MVP. Cedric saying that you know Draymond would get clocked in this era, and of course Draymond was going to come back with something over the top. Like, oh, you wouldn't have been doing it. Cedric didn't say he'd be clocking him, but like the point is. Draymond would be treated way differently in the 80s NBA than he would now. He gets away with a lot of stuff in this current version of the NBA. He, I know he was chirping Pierce back in the day. Loves chirping Grant Williams. He loves flexing the rings. Draymond, you would not have any of these rings if you got drafted by like 29 of the other teams. So it's it just drives me nuts when these guys all act tough and have this fake cockiness and confidence when... You're you're doing that because you have rings to back it up that were given to you by other players on your team that are mm-hmm. all-time players. Mm-hmm. So Draymond's a goof. He's a clown. He's a loser. And ideally, he loses this series in six. That's what I'm pulling for, Joey. Yeah. So let me let me um, just. Uh, I'm gonna nix my closing thought just so that I can jump onto yours for another minute here. Yeah. Um, I've worked out your whole wanting them to win in six thing, and it's not going to happen, and here's why. Don't say that. Why is this your thing? Why would this be the closing thought? Because uh, this thing that we're talking about right now, this whole, you know, be nice to me on the court thing is happening right now, right? So I would argue that's helping the Celtics' odds in game four, right? 
be nice to me. What are you talking about? This whole thing that we just talked about. This whole like, hey, stop being mean to us. Well, that's a fan thing. So what are you saying the impact on the game is going to be because of that? I think that helps the Celtics a lot. Does it not? That the Garden's going to presumably be oh, no, a yeah, lot no, they'll, louder. Yeah, they'll, they'll, right. But I, I mean, the, the Warriors are smart. They know that that's coming. I mean, they're going to be given a championship effort in Game Four. They don't want to go back to Golden State. Um, you know, back to San Fran down three one. Obviously. But if they do, I don't think you have it in you to root against the Celtics in Game Five on a oh, night when they could win. I did it in two thousand eight. <laughs> but a night they could win the championship and go, uh, don't win, don't win. I basically, all right, here's the thing, Joey. That's I had a tough. chance to know. go to the clincher. Know. Joey? Yep. I at least have some some experience to back this one up. Okay. Because I had a chance to go to the clincher in 2008 for game six. My mm-hmm. brother Dan ended up going. We were trying to figure a way that I could get to it. It would have involved me using all of my graduation money, and I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're rooting against the Celtics in game five. That That's a different thing than being okay if they drop it because then you have a chance to see them win the NBA title at home, which never happens. Like, the odds of that are very slim. The Red Sox have been typically great over the years. They've won one World Series at home in the last, like, 100 years. So it's very rare to see your team win at home. I believe I have a chance of seeing the Celtics in Game 6, and naturally I'm going to want that to happen. (laughs) So worst-case scenario, if they lose in 6, Joey, they just won a Game 7 on the road in Miami. So it's not... That your worst case scenario is not absolutely terrible. Do I think they would do it again, back to back series? Probably not, but it is possible. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. See. The Celtics have a two one series lead in the finals. I can't believe this is happening, considering what was going on in November and December. But it's been fun. You know, Elaine and I moved into this area in January, and it's been a ton of fun following this run. It really has. the The area has been buzzing. A lot of it was for bees, and then the C's kind of took over, and now it's all Celtics. And it's been cool to be in the heart of it. So we will see if they can take a commanding 3-1 series lead on Friday. But I'm already nervous, Joey. I'm going to tell you that much. Oh, me too. Man. You he, love the C's, dude. Uh, the C's are your squad. My, who's that guy? Um, he used to wear 21. Uh, 21? On the yeah, he used to wear 21. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he played for the season. Mm, You're talking about a Celtics yeah, player that used to wear 21? No, I, no, I was hoping that you would have an answer. No, I, I no, couldn't I, even I, tell you the last. Let For for the sake of this, Celtics player to wear 21. Oh, Bill Sharman. Oh, my God. How did I forget Bill Sharman? That's why he was the last guy. He's got his number up in the rafters. Oh. My dad would be upset. My dad's a Bill Sharman Bill guy. Bill Sharman. But, Hey, he was a legend. And then he went on and invented toilet paper. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bill Sharman is one of the one of the greatest players in team history. But that will do mm-hmm. it for episode twenty three of Inside the Monster. The Red Sox are seven and one in June. They head to Seattle to get rained on, but it doesn't matter because they have a retractable roof. And Joey, all we're asking for is a series win. Come home with the eight and two West Coast trip. Get an off day. Watch the seas. And then you got Oakland at home. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.